Hi, it's Jonathan and Wendy again, and this is day three out of five days where we're talking about the five characteristics of an indispensable friend. And we said on day one that uh, it's often been said that if if you know the characteristics of your three best friends, you probably know where you're headed in life because those influences are so powerful. And especially in times when you go through difficult seasons, uh, you really need those really uh, helpful friends. And we're talking about how to have great friends, but also how to be a great friend, the five characteristics that you want to be, because you will draw the kind of person that you are. Yeah. Um, so uh, we've been talking about the fact that a great friend is loyal. We talked about that on the first day. Um, yesterday, we talked about the fact that a great friend is going to be honest with you. They're going to tell you the truth, mm -hmm. even if it's difficult. Um, and today we move into more of the emotional side of things, the yeah. kind of emotional support you're going to get from a great friend. Yeah, absolutely. Today we're talking about compassion and the fact that um, a, a great friend is truly a compassionate friend. They are going to rejoice with you on your best days, and they are going to sit with and cry with you on your worst days. Yeah, and that's what the Bible tells us. We're to we're to rejoice if, if we're if we're a God follower. We're to rejoice with those who rejoice, and we're to weep with those who weep. Um, and I think, unfortunately, uh, in in the Christian world, often we have the impression we're supposed to fix that which that which is broken. Um, but God has called us to sit with others more than God has ever called us to fix others. The truth is, what is broken in our lives um, when somebody goes through a loss or when they go through something that's very difficult or traumatic. Most of the time, we can't fix what they're going through, even though there's that human impulse to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but actually, the best thing we can do is sit with that person, show them compassion, um, and be willing to have emotions that are congruent with what they're feeling. Yeah. Um, and that's something that Jesus taught us. I mean, Jesus was the first person to teach us that, imp that important principle of having those compatible emotions with our friends when they're going through either a good season or a difficult season. Yeah, and John 11 talks, just shows this story beautifully when Jesus is, um, he's heard about Lazarus and he is getting ready to go see Mary and Martha, right? Mm -hmm. and all three of whom are friends. Yeah. Lazarus is a friend, Mary's a friend, Martha is a friend. So if you want to know, like, what does a great friend look like? One of the things you should do is just look at how Jesus interacts with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, mm -hmm. because that's how the Bible characterizes it, is Jesus was their friend. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and we're, this isn't our topic. This is a side note, but Jesus was um, very honest. We just talked about being honest and, and having to say the tough things sometimes. He was very tough. He was very honest and up forward with um, Mary. With Martha. I mean, Martha, yeah. yeah, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. With Martha yeah. about, you know, hey, like Mary's doing what's good and you're up You're here a little distracted. Busy. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, so it's definitely a good example of that. Well, let's look at today's scripture. Um, John 11, 32 through 35, it says, when Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. And then here's the part that we were talking about. Jesus wept. Yeah, and what's interesting about this is that Jesus mirrors the two emotions that we know from psychology research are absolutely pivotal in grief. That when we go through grief, we have to experience appropriate anger and appropriate sadness. And Jesus is experiencing anger and sadness as he's in this environment where people are grieving. Mm -hmm. um, what is Jesus angry about? What is he sad about? He knows he's getting ready to raise Lazarus from the dead. I think it is. I think it's partially because he's sad at what sin has done to our world. He's sad that there have to be goodbyes and there has to be sickness and there has to be death. Jesus was here to make sure that we could have a relationship with God so that when, when we leave this world, we'll be in a place where there isn't sickness and there isn't death and we don't have to go through these things. And yet, 
I think the other reason that he's angry and he weeps is because he's in an environment with people that he loves that are angry and that are weeping. And he is not, uh, I think one of the, one of the most beautiful scriptures in the Bible tells us that we serve a God who hasn't been touched by grief. That's compassion. Compassion is being touched by what someone is going through. When you sit and someone is weeping and you begin to tear up because you weep with them. Um, and it's almost, it's, it's almost a reflex because, uh, you're touched by what they're going through. You're touched by their grief. Or when somebody is super happy about something and you break into a smile without even thinking about it because you're touched by their happiness. Mm -hmm. But one of the things about a friend that you, you you need to be careful about a friendship you need to be careful about developing is someone who just doesn't have the capacity to be touched by what someone else is going through. They're so in their own world and they're so, so absorbed in what their feelings are and what they're experiencing that other people's emotions just go straight over. I don't think it's that they intentionally ignore it, but they just aren't aware of it because they're so wrapped up in self mm -hmm. that those other things don't become. So compassion is a function of other awareness. Can I be aware of people around me and what they're going through? And can I step into that with them? Mm -hmm. A great friend can do that. Yeah. And, and, you know, like we've talked about before, if you want to be a great friend, and I think we all do want to be a great friend to others, it's a very Christ-like thing to be is, is compassionate and to show that compassion to others and be able to be there for people, whether things are good or bad, but especially, I think, especially, I think when, when things aren't going well. Absolutely. And, and speaking of that, um, we want to say a word of prayer for you right now, because it could be that you're going through a time where you, you need compassion. You're not feeling like you're getting a lot of that. It's important to know that the Bible does say that our, our God is touched by our grief. He's touched by um, the difficulties that we go through. Um, so really quickly, before we leave you today, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer and ask um, for his support for you in this, uh, in this day as you go forward. Father, thank you so much for your love and for your compassion and for the fact that you model compassion for us. Pray that you would help us to develop friendships um, with people who will show compassion toward us and that you will teach us to be authentically compassionate with others. And we'll thank you in advance for all the wonderful relational outcomes that will happen because of that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.